You're listening to Inside the Ecosystem, a podcast bringing you fun and insightful topics about tech and its ecosystem in Nigeria. My name is Emmanuel, and I'm joined by my co-host. Shuka. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast. We're really excited to get started. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and for listening and for sharing with your friends. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We want to talk about a few things to help people who want to transition into tech. And right now, technology isn't new, but it's becoming more common and it's now part of our everyday lives. We basically rely on technology for almost anything and it's insane how far we've come. More and more people are joining the tech industry and it will be good for them to have a very good beginner experience. This episode will try to help with that. We'll start off by telling a short story of how each of us got started with tech. We'll start with Chuka's story. Hi guys, thank you once again for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Okay, so my story is quite funny because my first introduction to tech wasn't necessarily programming, even though what I do right now full-time is programming. It was actually 3D animation. I remember I signed up for a class where we were taught 3D animation, modeling, design, and all the other cool stuff you guys see animators do with Blender and all the software. But after doing that for like a year, it didn't really work out for me. <laughs> so I ended up switching to writing code. So I I took a co- course on Codecademy. It was an introduction to Python course. And then I read a book called Learn Python the Hard Way. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. And that book really helped me. Like it had a lot of examples and a lot of a lot of examples and tutorials and a lot of things that you could learn about Python. That book really had was really stacked. But the problem was after finishing the book, I didn't exactly know what to do next. Like I didn't know the next steps to take. It was like I had no guidance or like no direction. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this book now. Um, okay, what do I do next? And that was that was like a real a really big problem for me because I just had my basic Python knowledge, if statements, loops, some basic object oriented programming, but like how do you implement that in real life scenarios, right? So that was a problem for me. And after that, I think I just went into hibernation mode <laughs> for a while. And I wasn't really doing any serious programming or anything. I mean, I built a few command line apps, but like I wasn't really doing anything serious with programming. And then I met a friend, someone I call mentor now, and he kind of helped me in like showing me what to do next actually. He told me about web frameworks and um some other cool things I could do if I learned how to um build on the web and I was really pumped. So I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm going somewhere now. So I got this course on Udemy called Full Stack Web Development with Python and Django. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many people buy courses on Udemy or do courses on Udemy, but for me, I feel like the first ever course you do on Udemy, I don't think you ever forget the name. That's why I can still remember the name of that course. <laughs> so I, I completed that. And after doing that, I was like, oh, okay, I think I think we're getting somewhere. So I started, you know, all the, all the loops, all the if statements I learned before, I could now apply to doing web stuff. And it was really interesting. It was really fun for me. And then after that, soon after that, I got my first internship ever. And um, I was actually really, really lucky to be working at a company that was already using Django. And for those who don't know what Django is, Django is a web framework built on Python, the best web framework. 
there is uh, yeah, I'm a Django fanboy. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it. So the learning curve for me wasn't very steep because I just needed to apply what I already knew about Python and Django and you know just learn a few more things to get better. And so that internship really helped me a lot. Um exposed me to a lot of a lot of things happening in tech. And real, yeah, like real life scenarios and all of that. And I think it was in that internship I attended my first ever tech conference, which was PyCon Nigeria. And I really, I really, I was like, okay, I think I want to do this like for a long time. So that's actually my story of how I got started. And since then, I've learned more, improved my skills, added more languages to my stack, and I've worked with really cool personalities and really cool teams. And I've just been loving the tech ecosystem ever since then. So that's a short story of how I got started. Oh, that's that's an interesting story. I guess we can talk more about this in a future episode. Hopefully. <laughs> For me, I've always been fascinated about technology as far back as I can remember. When I was much younger, it was more of science and engineering. Like I was fascinated with electronics. I would take out my toys and take them apart and wonder what was going on inside i would try and say okay i had i had a I, ha- I remember having this big toy car and it was electronic so just press a button and then the car starts moving i was fascinated because the other toys i used to play with them was just the ones that you pull you pull like a a rod or something not a rod you pull like a string and then the car moves i understood how that worked but with electricity i was wondering what was causing the the car to move. It was really fascinating. So that's how I've been since I was young. I was very curious. So growing up, we had a computer in my house, but I was just using it to play games and edit Microsoft Word documents. I think that sounds weird in today's world, but it was fun then. So I didn't do much stuff with computers. I was just curious about how, how they worked. Software wasn't necessarily something I knew or I, I didn't know much about software. But the idea was actually crazy for me because I couldn't figure out how it worked. So getting to secondary school, I continued my science study. And when I finished, I I wanted to study computer engineering. But when I spoke with my counselor in secondary school, he advised that I take computer science. So I, when I asked him why, he was like, um, computer science teaches you more of software and it's shorter. It has four years while computer engineering has five years. I was like, okay, that choice is um, very easy five years, four years, I want to spend less time. So I, I picked computer science <laughs> and it turned out to be very, very great because computer engineering is something else. So when I got to the you university, exactly. So when I got to the university, <laughs> I knew I had to learn programming because obviously I was studying computer science. So I picked up my first programming language, which is Pascal. <laughs> Pascal is a very funny, the very funny language. Oh, wow. It's not funny. Actually, it's ancient. It's one of those old programming languages that didn't survive. I'm not sure if it didn't survive, but I don't think anyone uses it anymore. So I, I, I feel like there are some companies that still use Pascal. Oh, okay, okay. I hope they're making profit. <laughs> so what? Um, what? I don't know why I started with Pascal, but I think what happened was I had so many tutorials on my laptop, and it was just a matter of me picking whatever I saw first. So Pascal was the first nice one I picked it. So I started learning Pascal, and I built a few apps with it. When I say apps, I mean command line apps, nothing serious. So I felt really good and I was sharing my friends. I was happy like, oh, I can program and whatever. So moving up new levels in school, I was being taught different 
languages, like the basics of different languages, like C, C++, Visual Basic, Java, C Sharp, Python. The list is looking long, but trust me, I don't know anything about those programming languages anymore. But <laughs> when we had thought we were taught Python, Python was particularly interesting because it was very simple. Like setting up Python, just install Python and you 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 write your code, you hit Python and the name of the file and you're up and running. It was really simple and I loved it. So I continued with Python and went on to learn more about it on my own. And then in my hundred level after hundred level I did an internship where I was taught um HTML and CSS and JavaScript and PHP. So it was it was really, really mind-blowing because I was seeing, for the first time, I was building user interfaces and it was really cool. One of the best things about the internship was there was someone who was there guiding me. Uh, I wouldn't call him a mentor, but he served as a mentor at that time because because the, all he did was he just gave me the tutorials and materials to learn. I was learning on my own, but whenever I had problems or issues or questions, he was always there to answer and guide me. So that was really pivotal for me because if there wasn't anybody to guide me through the process, I'm not sure I would have continued learning, but that was really good for me because he was there and provided guidance. The internship lasted for like two or three months. Then when I go back to school, I was like, okay, now I can build interfaces, I can build websites. And a few months later, we had the first developer conference in my school. It was called FollowUpCU. So FollowUpCU was a conference organized by a tech community in my school. And they invited a lot of industry experts. And those guys came and blew my mind. Like, they blew my mind more than my mind has ever been blown. So <laughs> I remember particularly being inspired by Prosper Temuiwa. His name is, yeah, I just mentioned his name. On Twitter, is Unicode developer. Oh, okay. He emphasized a lot about learning. And that was, that was what like kickstarted what I have today, like the, the drive I have today. And I was like, yo, this is really cool. And I'll be doing this tech thing for a really long time. Since then I got serious with it and I've been riding on this journey and I'll say it's been very, very awesome. Okay, moving on. Things you wish you knew that would have made your journey into tech better. Things I wish I knew. Okay, I mentioned not knowing what to do after I finished my first programming book. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are just getting started in tech feel this way. Like you take a course or you read a book and when you're done, you're like, okay, what next? And that's because I think most of these tutorials or books, I, I, I feel like they've gotten better over time. I mean, the ones I've been seeing recently, they try and put everything together. But the ones that were available then, I think most of them just scatter knowledge around and they don't just let you know, okay, this is what next and all of that. So what I wish I knew was I wish I had some sort of guidance when I started, maybe like a mentor or something. And to make this clear, this is not an episode for just developers. I feel like anybody in the tech ecosystem can learn from this and apply it in their own field or industry. So continuing on what I said earlier, I wish I had like a mentor. I got one much later, but like I said, I wish I had it when I first got started because it's a made some things much easier for me. Because at the end of the day, the person I call mentor now was the person that even like helped me navigate where I was going in this tech thing. So I wish I got one much earlier. And I'm not saying mentors are saviors who are supposed to be available 24-7 or are supposed to hold your hand. But like having someone who has your back in tech, like you can always bounce off ideas and meets when you have like some really 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 challenging problems because tech can get really crazy as you progress you could get stuck on an issue for weeks 
and having someone you can reach out to whenever you're stuck like that could be really nice i didn't really have that when i got started so yeah okay cool for me one thing i wish i knew was that feeling isn't bad okay wait let me explain so feeling <laughs> so feeling isn't bad as far is not always a bad thing right in the tech industry there's a lot of things to learn like it can be very overwhelming like a whole lot of things that you have to learn right so while growing up i used to be really good at most of the things i was doing maybe because i wasn't doing so much in school i was i was getting good grades i wasn't much into sports in primary school i think it was until secondary school i started playing basketball but most of the things i was trying out even if there were just a few things i was good at them so i was used to always getting things easily at the start but when i started tech it was totally different and it was more difficult for me because i felt i wasn't getting it at first and that made me feel like okay i don't think this is for me but then it's not like that and i would tell any beginner or anyone that's that's currently feeling that way that failing is part of the process it's part of what makes you learn right it's part of the journey till today i still have moments where i feel utterly useless like i feel like oh i don't think this thing is for me anymore like every single time you feel good after a while you feel bad again and like oh i thought i knew a lot but i don't know that much so failing is part of the journey and everyone should get comfortable with that idea learning something new is always adventurous and scary at the same time as a beginner you should know that other people too are also feeling this way and that shouldn't let you stop what you're trying to do in fact you, you actually learn more from your failures than your success you learn more from your failures than your success you should keep that in mind yeah i i feel like if you're just getting started if you're a beginner or you're trying to transition into tech and you're listening to this, if you're just getting started, you should try as much as possible to be in an environment that doesn't invalidate failure. That's because you are going to fail a lot in tech. Don't try and run away from it. It's going to happen. Trust me. Nobody was born as a Mark Zuckerberg or as Elon Musk or whatever. And even those guys failed at a point. So you're eventually going to get better. It's just going to take lots of practice, right? Yeah. Funny enough, those guys, yeah, you already mentioned it though. They failed, but not much of the failures yeah. are talked about because that's not particularly interesting. I but really a lot like of... when I see people that like they expect they expect tech to get hard. Like I have a friend, she's trying to learn JavaScript and she's done. She was like, I first asked her the first week, Oh, hi, how are you doing? And she did she was like, Oh, it's cool, variables, you know. And then I think I asked her the next week, and she's like, yo, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I, I, I hope you expected this to get hard. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's going to stick with it. And I'm like, okay, good, good. So. Yeah. So one, one thing to, to, to note is that you learn better from your success, like I said earlier. Sorry, you learn better from your failure oh, yeah. than your success, like yeah. I said earlier. A lot, of, a lot of the things that great people have achieved today is because they try to do what they failed at better the next time. So that should that should be something beginners should always have in mind. And um, one last thing, you talked about um, having a community, like your first tech conference for Loopsu. So I think I should mention that. I feel like right now that it's much easier for beginners to find communities. Communities are literally everywhere, especially like in our tech system in Nigeria. And I feel like that's really, 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 really cool. So being in a community has a lot of benefits. I feel like we should discuss this in a future episode. Like we should have just one episode talking about communities. Yeah. But one of the primary benefits that 
a community has is ability to network and meet new people that could really be helpful to you and your career even as a beginner and who knows you may end up meeting your mentor in a community yeah i feel like communities really really help your growth as a beginner uh, that's one yeah. thing i wish i had actually do. that i didn't so yeah you actually do have more likelihood of meeting your mentor in your community than one-on-one. Yes, that's true. Yeah. All right. So now that you're in tech, at least you've spent um, some years actively involved in the tech space. You've grown, you've learned, you've, you've, you've done professional work and everything. There are some myths that you once believed in as a beginner, obviously, but now those myths have been debunked. So one thing to note for our listeners is we are software engineers, and this part may only be relatable to software engineers, so pardon us. Let's talk about that for a bit. I'll give an example. One funny example I can think of is I used to believe that Java and JavaScript were related. So actually, they're related because they are both programming languages, but they are not actually related in because of the name. So the name was just based on clout. Java was popular, and JavaScript was just starting, and then they wanted to catch up with the... Should I say popularity of Java? That's why they gave they gave the name JavaScript. So that's why. So. so I'm just I'm just going to throw myself under the bus here. Um, there was a time I was reading a JavaScript book, a book on JavaScript, and I actually thought I was learning Java. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was a sad story. Okay, so a funny a funny thing I get from a lot of people whenever I tell them that I'm a developer is one funny question is, oh, so can you hack? And I'm just going to put this out there for everyone listening, and I hope I don't have to repeat it again. Please, I cannot hack. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I failed you. Yeah, that's that one. That one really gets to me all the time. Funny enough, when I started programming in my first year, I wanted to know how to hack so badly. I would read textbooks about hacking. I would watch tutorials. Like I was so obsessed. So after doing basic hacking. I realized that hacking was a different field entirely. <laughs> there was there was a whole lot to learn and I wasn't ready for it. So I just stuck with my programming. I remember when I got <laughs> back from school, <laughs> some people at home would ask me if I could hack a Facebook account. I was like, really? <laughs> I was just burst into laughter. Yeah, I, I think another common one, especially for developers, is the idea that you have to know math to become a developer. I know there are some fields that make extensive use of mathematical equations and all of that, but I think for the more common fields in Nigeria, in Nigeria and the Nigerian tech ecosystem, like um, fields like web development or mobile development, you actually do not need to know other math. If you know the basic stuff, you're good to go. You can get started right away. So, yeah. Yeah. There are some serious myths that have been debunked for me over time. One that I can think about recently is that more developers working in a team automatically makes a project faster to complete. This one, this one yo! <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> a this lot one of is, people need to know this. Yeah. This one is so, 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 so common. Like, too many non-tech people always think, they always think like this. And frankly, a lot of inexperienced tech people also think this way. The fact is, software development gets more complex with more people on the team. Did you know that Instagram.com, right, that's the website, as of 2012, was built by just three developers. Three developers, right? 
and it's seven billions of users. Okay, maybe not billions at that time. I'll say millions of users, hundreds of millions, right? So we can talk about this particular myth in a future episode, maybe talk more about how software, how the size of a team affects the success or, yeah, exactly, something like that. I had a friend, I had a friend hit me up recently. He wants to begin a startup and he was telling me about his plans and he has like five developers on ground. He's looking for two designers. One is going to do logo. The other one is going to do illustration. I was just talking and I'm, I was just thinking that, yo, my G, I don't think you need that many people for this thing because it's going to get really complex and this is your personal thing, yeah? You're eventually going to be putting in much more effort than everyone else. So keeping your team small in the beginning could actually pay off in the long run. It could yeah, actually be better too. than just spreading yourself. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Another means I can think of is that people usually say, oh, you need a computer science degree to be good at software development. So I'm not downplaying the role of computer science of a computer science degree. In fact, I have a computer science degree and I know how much that has helped me in my own journey. But the fact is you don't need it to be good at software development. I know a lot of software de developers that come from other fields that are not even related to science at all or technology or engineering. Fact is that coming from those fields actually gives you a fresher perspective to tech and it helps you to think outside the box. Mm. And um, people that are going to come for Emmanuel after this episode, you are free, please. <laughs> Truth is, I also is. have a computer science <laughs> degree, actually, but maybe I just talk about it a lot. So, dear listeners, if you are thinking of transitioning into tech, if you're just a beginner and you're scared that, oh, I didn't do computer science, or I don't know what this looks like or what that looks like, the truth is, you can always learn. So, don't, don't be scared. Computer science is not the is not the deal breaker for you. And I heard a lot of companies are actually dropping they're dropping support <laughs> for computer Yeah, exactly. I was going to chip that in. Yeah, so don't be scared. We got you. We got you. I mean, since since I graduated, nobody has asked for my GP. I don't know my GP until now. <laughs> uh, and nobody has asked me for my result or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. What do you think about the current orientation we're giving beginners in tech? Do you think it's good enough? If it's not, what can we do better? I've actually thought about this one before. I feel like we could definitely do better. Currently, I believe there are two sets of people in tech. The first set are the elites who are trying to decide who should be in tech and who shouldn't. And then there's the other set of people that are trying to eliminate every single barrier of entry into tech and make it as easy as possible. And I'm not shading any of the sets, but I believe there should be a balance because the first set, they are trying to decide who is who, who's good enough to be in tech and that's not giving everyone a fair opportunity or a level playing ground. And the other sets, they are trying to, in a way, eradicate fundamentals, like, oh, fundamentals are not important. Let's just do what works and let's just get to it. But I believe, I believe there should actually be a balance because as much as everyone should get a chance, we should also let people that are getting started or people that want to transition into tech that if you if you're going to get good at this, you're going to really want to work hard for it and you should not um, expect any free handouts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fundamentals always come back to bite you, actually. Exactly. 
Fundamentals are really, really important because neglecting fundamentals at the beginning of your career could cause a lot of trouble in the future. So there are advantages and then there are some disadvantages to the two sets of people I mentioned earlier. But we could definitely do a lot better by trying to preach balance. Yeah, exactly. There's this question that comes up once in a while, but people never seem to agree on an idea. So the question is, is the tech industry for everyone? What's your take? I don't, I don't believe the tech industry is for everyone. I've met tech people that always try to preach tech to everybody they meet. And I feel like that's just absurd because there are people that will never be interested, no matter how much you try. So I feel like you should let everyone make their choices. I know that tech is really popular right now and it's there's like a kind of boom. People are just joining tech and a lot of startups and a lot of that. But I feel like letting people make their choices, don't just try to shove it down everyone's throat. So, no, I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. Tech is cool, but not everyone who tries it finds it cool. So, I think we should be careful not to force the idea on anyone, like you said. And But I think everyone should have a chance to do it and it shouldn't be forced. Yeah. Yeah, everyone should have a chance to do it, definitely, for sure. Everyone should have a chance to decide if they want to get into tech or not. Yeah. We'll round this up by talking about opportunities in tech. The tech industry is very broad and there are lots of fields people can get into. Yeah, definitely. There are actually a lot of fields and we can't even cover every single field right here, right now. But just to name a few, we have data science, digital marketing, software programming, hardware programming, there's network programming, project management, product design, game programming, cybersecurity. There are just, just a lot of things you can get your hands into. You just have to find out which one of them you're really interested in. Yeah. There are resources out there that you can use to get started. Just You should definitely check them out and decide which one you feel you're most interested in and then you can just start. Yeah. To sum it all, what advice will you, what final advice will you give people who want to get started in tech? Just one sentence. Okay. If you really want this, don't stop. Just keep going. That's, that's my one sentence. If you really want this, don't stop. Just keep going. Nice. My final advice would be, you always get better. You always get better. So this was fun. I hope our listeners have picked a thing or two from this. Yeah, this was definitely fun. I I learned I learned a thing or two from this episode and I hope you did too. Great. If you'd like to share your beginner stories with us, you can shoot us an email at insidethetechosystem at gmail.com or send us a, a DM on Twitter or Instagram at insidethetechos. That's insidethetechosystem without the system. Thank you for listening and we hope you guys come back for future episodes. Thank you guys so much once again. We really appreciate it. We hope you tune in for future episodes. Remember, this is a bi-weekly podcast. We release new episodes every two Wednesdays. You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Mm-hmm.